I'm Sharon. Welcome to Queen of the Hills podcast. Welcome back to the Queen of the Hills podcast. I'm your host, Sharon. Today, we're going to talk about two shows, The Family Chantel and College Hill Celebrity Edition. So we're going to start with The Family Chantel. The episode, season four, episode four, no Ninos or Ninas. We're going to start with this to production. Why the hell are we seeing this much Nicole? Nicole is so bitter and so mean and so negative. And all she does is talk about Chantel. And Nicole is the type of person that sits there and gets motivated by people who don't like her. And I hate people like that. I cannot stand people who say, let your haters be your motivators. Because why the hell are you letting anyone who does not have your best interest at heart motivate you? They should have no control over what you do. They should be so insignificant that their, their thoughts and opinions don't even reach you. Up in the clouds, me and my spouse. You just got to be above it all. And I understand that I understand the notion of let your haters be your motivators. They said you can't do it. Use that to determine to determine to win. Motivate yourself with positive intention. I cannot say that enough. When your intentions are pure, pure. <laughs> when your intentions are pure, the world is your oyster. Do not let anything negative motivate you. That's all I'm gonna say about that. Don't the haters be your motivators. Why? Why do they have any bearing over what I do one way or the other? You're going to let the thoughts and opinions of someone control you because that's exactly what it is. You're doing something. You're committing to X, Y, and Z just so that you can prove something to them one way or the other. Well, that's ignorant, but that's all I've got to say. Um, Nicole has a lot of nerve talking about someone's looks. I'm not going to go there with her, but the read is in the mirror. And for her to talk about someone's looks, it really baffles me. You can talk about looks when you look the way you look. How dare you? Isn't that something? That's bold. Now, she's never short on audacity. But I'll say this. Lydia had a lot to say about why her daughter was not queen. And she had nothing to say about why she should be queen. But she had everything to say about why the other ladies didn't measure up in looks. Which not only shows that Lydia is ignorant, but she's also delusional and maybe a little blind. I'm not sure. But that's all I have to say about that. I'm not going to go there with them. But she was talking about those. She was body shaming women when she is in the body she's in. Bold. Audacity. Yes, sisters. <laughs> so, I mean, they make themselves look every bit of the idiots we already knew they were. And I'm not sure why production is forcing this much coverage on Nicole. She is not important enough to either garner love or hate from the audience. We're all indifferent to her for the most part, and she is boring snooze fest. But I think the reason they're showing her this much is because Chantel and her family just not bringing it. There's not enough content. And I, I mean, I'm sorry, we need to see more. And I don't want to see the drudged up fake stuff. I want to see you at work. I want to see you doing stuff. I want to see your life. I, I mean, give us a little more girls night at the club. It can be something fun. We don't just have to see this, but whatever. Um, what else? So, uh, Chantel and Pedro are going through it and Pedro, again, I've said this before, Pedro is obviously reeling from the situation with his mother and his dad and finding out everything he based his entire life on is a lie. He doesn't really know the people around him because they have been lying and manipulating him from the beginning, lying to him about his circumstances when it comes to his parents, that will take a toll on you. I cannot imagine, but my heart goes out to Pedro. Um, and I would certainly wish him the best. Not only that, but I think the problem that I have with Pedro is that he is requiring Chantel to fulfill a need that he cannot identify. And that is impossible. How dare you tell someone, fulfill this need? And when they say, okay, well, what is the need? And how do you want me to fulfill it? And they're like, I don't know, and figure it out. 
Well, you're setting her up for failure. And in my opinion, he wants her to fail because he needs someone to project his anger and his frustration on because when he projects it towards his mom and sister, they don't give a damn. So the impact isn't felt. So he's looking for a punching bag. And that's not right. Pedro is projecting on his wife the emotions and the frustration he wants to send towards his mom, but he's afraid to. And also when you've been manipulated, it can be scary going up against the manipulator because there's a sense of control that they have over you until you are fully free from them. Just speaking, just speaking. But my heart goes out to Pedro, but I do want him to stop ruining his marriage for the sake of his family. And that's how you can see the seeds of that manipulation starting to fester. They have, they have been planted and they are currently growing roots and sprouting in the Chantel marriage. It's very obvious. He is despondent. He is rude. He's nasty. He's outright disrespectful. Pedro would have had to go stay in a hotel for a couple days now. Pedro doing a lot. Pedro would have had his little feelings hurt. Now, I know that Pedro is going through a lot, but honey, don't bring your daddy's issues to me. If you want to talk about it, talk about it. Because that is what his wife should be doing. She should be supporting him. She should be in his corner. And that is not something I'm witnessing her do. But I have seen her ask him multiple times. But here's the issue that I now have with Chantel. When she tells Pedro, you know, I'm here for you, just talk to me. Well, he already tried, sweetie, and you showed him what you were about. When he said, I need you to not react and I need you to not talk about my mom when I share this with you. And she said, okay, even her mama told her to not, you know, talk about the boy mama. The first thing he did, I mean, the first thing she did was start saying, I told you so to him when he said you know my, he didn't say it in these words but basically he told Chantel my mama was a jump off and I'm, I'm struggling with that and so now that I know my mom was the other woman and my dad doesn't want to sacrifice his marriage to come out and meet me and build a relationship so I'm stressed about that I found out everything I thought I knew was a lie and I'm stressed but the first thing she said was your mom was a side chick like she just started going in he had to go right back into his hole. And now he don't know who he can trust. He couldn't trust his mom, his sister, or his dad. Now he's finding out his wife does not take his feelings seriously. He's in a very vulnerable state, and he's around a whole bunch of people who are giving him less than compassion. And so that's why when, he, when you ask him, Chantel, what's wrong? That's why you don't get a real answer. Those are my thoughts on that. Now, Nicole, <clears throat> I'm not sure why you thought you were going to win that pageant. I want to come back to that because here's the issue. Why the hell would that organization want you to represent them on such a massive scale at that after we've seen you behave how we've seen you behave? You've shown yourself to be less than intelligent, a little bit loopy, and I don't even think you can spell Chantel, let alone have anything on her. She got a lot of nerve, doesn't she? But here's my issue is Nicole literally said her motivation for the, for the pageant was so that Chantel can kiss her ass. Why would they want you to be queen? What a dingleberry. And then on top of that, she told, she told the camp, or excuse me, in the hotel, she broke a bottle and had to be restrained, almost was arrested. Why would an organization want her representing them? I'm surprised she got as far as she did with her Dorothy Spornak, Spornak fashions. She looked straight up out of the Golden Girls on their worst day. And that hair... They put her some... So you can tell in the hair and makeup team did not like her. They gave her some old hairstyles some terrible extensions, and some clown makeup. They didn't like that woman at all. Can you blame them? Also, all the other pageant contestants look regal and graceful and beautiful, and they were gliding across the stage, and, she, and, and Nicole was switching. Did you see her twisting? Damn near broke a hip. 
It wasn't cute. She looked like a, uh, uh, like a, like she was at spring break. She didn't look graceful. She didn't look elegant. She didn't look like the other ladies looked. They looked like they were there for a pageant. They looked graceful. They looked like queens. And she was twisting very hard. I was like, she is going to break her little back, <laughs> her gristle. But that's neither here nor there. Um, but yeah, Chantel, support your husband. I was really shocked by how low Chantel would go with Pedro when she was talking about his, um, uh, I, well, I got you here. Talking about dating him when he was, you know, in the DR and what all the stuff she was sending him. And she was like, well, now that I got you here, what do I do with you? And look how you act now that I got you here or something. <sighs> Once you start taking Lobos in your marriage, it's time to take a break. Not of your marriage, but take a break on that topic. Take some deep breaths and recognize that everything you say and do should be laced with respect when you are operating around your spouse. You should never disrespect your spouse. And once you get to a place where your spouse has violated you and you feel like you can't respect them, then it's time to go. It's time to end it. But you and your spouse should always operate from a place of respect and love and general care for the other person's well-being. I'm like, damn, they're getting really ugly. The walls are coming down and the gloves are coming on. It's kind of hard to watch the dissolution of a marriage. Also, stop telling people to have kids. You never know what someone's motivations are in this life. You never know what someone's intentions are or what they want to do. You don't have, don't tell someone to make a life-changing decision. You don't have the right. And it's also very uncomfortable. People used to do that to my husband and I, and I hate it. I absolutely hate it. It's a very different thing of asking us, hey, are kids in your future? Is that something that you want? That's a, that's a different type of conversation. But those people who go, you should have a baby, have a baby. Y'all need to have kids. First of all, I don't want kids right now. And that's the answer. I don't want children right now. And that's okay. Pedro and Chantel just bought their home. They're both really just now getting into their careers and making that a stable place. Let them enjoy what, their, what the phases of their life and their marriage. It's okay to enjoy shit. You don't have to always be eager for the next phase. You can just enjoy where you are for a while. Get all you're going to get out of every phase before you move on to the next one. That way you don't have a bunch of 60 and 70 year old or 50, 60 and 70 year old parents trying to act 20, trying to go back and reclaim what they think they lost. Trust me. I was a 20 year old with, with no kids. It's not that fun. You didn't miss anything. Stop dressing like that. Go, go put on some real clothes. But that's all for the family Chantel. I'm so sick of people pressuring others for marriage. Um, also winter looked good, but I really want winter to stop focusing on men and focus on herself. She's moving from one addiction and one distraction to the other. She's running from something inside, and I think it's her confidence or lack thereof. And River, good on getting your new place. Looks fantastic. Um, Chantel, don't get in people's beds. First of all, with your outside clothes on, and two, with shoes on. Next, we're going to talk about College Hill Celebrity Edition. This is probably my favorite show right now. <laughs> I'm loving this show. First of all, it's a dynamic cast. Probably the best cast I've seen on a reality show on a, on a uh ensemble cast like this Ray J and Nene and Big Frida in the same house was a work of art freaking genius I love it I love it I can't say enough positive things about it Ray J is very funny without even trying Nene is absolutely hilarious without even trying and something about Frida she is funny but Big Frida is just one of those people that is entertaining she has so much charisma, not just humor, but there's this charisma, this je ne sais quoi about her and the way that she operates, the way she speaks to people, the way she treats people. And I love when she shares her thoughts. She's, she has a resolution about her. She's got a very logical, 
brain and she and when she shares her thoughts I'm always like she has just such a what's the word she's just intelligent very intelligent but also very compassionate and empathetic and so when I listen to Frida speak I always just feel really empowered by her that's why I used to love her show watching Frida is a people person and so I love Big Frida and I love seeing Frida Nene and Ray J on the same show I like Lamar Odom but honey get 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 real you can be scrubbing your butt with a toothbrush leaving bread on the floor I, I'm worried about Lamar um you know I love Slim Thug the boss of all bosses oh my god it might be a Texas thing but I freaking love Slim Thug so when I saw him recognized on TV and on a show I'm like oh my god really because he don't really do that kind of thing and so to see Slim Thug on TV was just bless my Texan heart I loved it I loved it I love Slim Thug he is very funny um Stacy Dash why are you here um Dream Doll I like Dream Doll and I like her a lot more because I have always had a like a little semi grudge against her after I saw her bully a girl on Bad Girls Club but we all grow and we all learn and it's good to see her coming back into her own um India Love I don't know anything about her but I actually really like her I'm really impressed with India Love and here's why throughout the episode we saw India Love get vulnerable in a way that most people don't she shared that she did not feel as smart as her counterparts in class and she felt like the information was missing her. And here's what I have to say about that. I shared my thoughts on Twitter um, and BET retweeted me. Hey, so I shared my thoughts on Twitter and my thoughts were, you know, not everybody learns the same. There are many learning styles, but the, the main four are visual, auditory, kinesthetic and tactile. And visual, and we talked about this on my business breakdown, but visual, you have to see to learn. Auditory, someone can simply tell you and explain things to you and you'll get it. Uh, kinesthetic means that you have to practice. You actually have to put it into action and practice it. And tactile is taking notes and creating graphs and, and creating visuals, but written. And you have to actually use your hand or your hands or your being to create things that you can remember this information by. So basically tactile is taking notes, making graphs and visuals. Uh, visual learning is actually watching and seeing. Um, kinesthetic is practice, 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 putting your hand to the task and actually practicing the task itself. Um, and then auditory is listening and learning. All of the, um, the professor's instructions were auditory. We didn't really see um, her do any other method. We didn't see any visuals. We didn't see any practice, you know, practice rounds or some, uh, you know, role playing or any of that. And we didn't see any, um, we only saw, we only saw her commit to auditory teaching. Um, we didn't see any practice opportunities. We didn't see India take any notes. Maybe India try taking notes, but, and that's not on the professor. You teach how you teach. Now, you know, most teachers will try to switch it up, but they don't, they only have so much time. And this isn't a real like educational environment. I'm sure the professor does this in her regular class where she touches on every learning style, where she presents her information so that all learning styles can, can apply it. But it was interesting to see India kind of get doubtful of herself because I remember feeling that way until I realized I had um, a specific learning style. I remember feeling very stupid. And I would say that to myself, that I felt stupid, but I just wasn't acquiring the information because that ain't the way my mind works. <laughs> I am kinesthetic. I have to practice. I'm tactile, I have to write it down. I'm a combo, so I have to take notes and then I have to commit to practice, practice, practice. That is the way I learn. If you tell me something is going in one ear and out the other, I am not gonna remember. If you show me, maybe, but I need to take notes. I need to practice. 
That's how it's going to reach me. And I think that's what's going on with India. India, I don't think you're stupid at all. I think you're a very intelligent woman. Also, we saw India be vulnerable again with Dream Doll when she was saying, not Dream Doll, Big Frida, when she was saying how she didn't really um, know what she was doing with her life. And she's 26 and she doesn't have anything figured out. <laughs> India, baby, you are 26. If you had it figured out, you would be the first. <laughs> Now, there are people who get lucky. There are people who have guidance, but there is no one out here doing it 100% by themselves who figured that shit out by 26. There are some people who pop off in one area or another. That doesn't mean they figured it out. That means they are excelling in an area. They still got that inner work to do, and no one gets that inner work done by 26. No one. You're right where you're supposed to be. When you are not sure where you're supposed to be, you're right on target. And I say that because... Sometimes where you're supposed to be is getting experiences. Sometimes it's not time to make the decision of like where I want to be, where I want to work, where I want to live. Maybe you're in a phase of experiences, trying a lot of different things. I've, I've made a video about how I tried a ton of things before I committed to working in corporate. I tried everything. I pursued a lot of things. I had fun. It wasn't even about excelling in those things. It was like, let me give it a try and see what I would enjoy. So... India, you're going to be fine, sweetie. Open up, relax. Also, they showed her getting a little bit of social anxiety and, um, and possibly having a panic attack before her presentation. Again, all of this stuff is so common, and it seems like she thinks because the people she's around aren't facing it. Also, those people are much older than her. Um, because she's, the people she's around aren't experiencing that, that something is wrong with her. And that's just not true. This actually put me in the mind of she might want to go back to college for real. I think she would get a lot out of it. I think she would get a lot out of it. But you're going to be fine, India. We're all rooting for you. Um, Frida is funny as hell. I enjoyed her conversation with Slim Thug. I actually really enjoyed the way she was open to answering his questions because I want people to recognize that, you know, uh, marginalized people and marginalized groups of people don't have to answer your questions or educate you because the information is available to you. But the fact that she was willing was very nice of her because she didn't have to. So that was something she granted him. And good on Frida for doing that. And good on Slim Thug for presenting his questions and his inquiries in a way that was respectful and he was being careful. And something Frida said was, you're not always going to get it right. You don't know until you know. So no one should fault you for not knowing. But the problem is when you choose to not know and you choose to not be respectful enough to give a damn. That's the problem. Or you demand that someone changes who they are simply because you don't want to remember their pronouns. So thanks to it was good to see Slim Thug ask in such a way that he was very mindful of how he was speaking to Frida, which is the which is important. The most important part of that conversation was how he talked to her about it. And the most important part for me was that the other most important part was that Big Frida did so in a space of feeling comfortable and safe to do so. And I love that she said, I'm going to be Frida. So good for them. Nene is the best. <laughs> I can't say enough good things, but seeing Nene around other black people always makes me happy. Seeing Nene be herself always makes me happy. Nene is the moment everywhere she goes and she doesn't have to try. That's what I love about Nene. Nene is fan freaking tastic. Um, I love the projects, uh, Lamar and this wig when he, I love how when Lamar tried on each wig, he was a different person. I was screaming, laughing. I laughed so hard. He was a different person. And how realistic is that ladies, when we try on a new hairstyle or a new wig, don't we change up a little bit? 
<laughs> he got that right on the mark. Um, also, Ray J is really good at marketing, <laughs> but it was interesting to watch how both teams did the same thing to one another. They all spied and they all had a whole lot of stuff to say, but Ray J's team is so wrong for trying to get the other team in trouble. First of all, it's not a competition. It's a simple grade. You can both get A's. There is no one A, one B. You can both get A's. So I didn't understand why they were competing. And Stacy, no, damn well, nothing was wrong with her. <laughs> well, maybe something was. I think it's all mental. But I hope and pray that she's okay. I think she is. But it's, I'm sorry. Stacy is, <laughs> Stacy Dash is one of those people who are insufferable. And no matter how nice someone is to them, they feel like they're entitled for you to lay down and, 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 and be their, their kicking mule. She felt like she was above it all. And, and they were right. Frida was right. She was bringing the energy down in the house because they almost had to like coddle her. She is very fragile and it's weird because she's a grown woman. She is very grown and she looks good for the most part. So I don't know. Hopefully this is the last we see of her because I'm over it. I'm over it. She, I think what it is is she's uncomfortable because she knows the shit she's been doing and saying and she's afraid that the rest of the group is going to bring it up. I think that's all it is. But you got to own your shit. And as we saw with her and the team captain, she is not an accountable person. She can't be told nothing. That's a person who is not about to grow. So those are my thoughts on the shows. Um, tell me what you thought about College Hill Celebrity Edition on BET and the family Chantel on TLC. Um, leave it in the comment section if you're watching this on YouTube. And feel free to subscribe to this podcast. And if you're watching on YouTube, subscribe to my channel and like the video. But thank you so much for watching and I will see you next time. Bye.